How you doing? This is Sam Tolley. You know, it doesn't make a difference if Democrats are black or white. They always want to treat black people like children, like slave children at that. That's why today's topic is called Yes, a boss on trusting the truth. 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 Welcome to Trusting the Truth with Samuel Tolley, where we view the world through the lens of Jesus Christ. We do not view Jesus Christ through the lens of the world. Yes, uh, boss. The mindset of these black Democrats. I, I mean, you know, it. If it wasn't so infuriating, it would just be laughable at the mindset of these people and the mindset they expect black people in general to have. But in the words of a so-called black leader that I was never enthralled with, we must keep hope alive. I want to talk about, and I want to talk about keeping hope alive. I think that there is some hope brewing in the state of Illinois, specifically in the city of Chicago. There's a smidget of hope. But before we get to the hope, we got to look at the nonsense. We got we to gotta look at the unbelievable and... I'm going to show you this clip, but first I want to read this article because the clip goes so fast. And if people aren't paying attention, they miss the essence of what this Democrat representative from Texas had to say. This Jasmine Crockett. Let's, let's, look, at, let's look at what, what Miss Crockett had to say. According to this article, Democrat representative scorched for claiming black voters leaning Trump, I guess they mean toward Trump, uh, don't understand how any of this works. And then they have a little snapshot of her quote. Their feelings are dictating the reality, and the reality is that they feel better or they felt better when Trump was in office, she said. Feelings dictated reality. I guess she's saying that black folks are just emotional. And we're so emotional that we don't even understand what's going on or we're too stupid to know what's better for us. But let's, let's continue in the article. <clears throat> it's an article by Alexander Hall of Fox News. CNN panel sounds alarm of new polls showing Biden behind Trump in several key states. CNN, like most of the left-wing media, and I think Fox is no longer right-sided, but it's almost central as um, part of it. After a report implied many voters of color in swing states are souring on President Biden, Representative Jasmine Crockett 
Democrat Texas sparked outrage for implying they're only doing so because they are uninformed and blinded by their feelings. First of all, I hate the term people of color. I mean, it implies that what? White folks are translucent? I mean, they're, you can see through them? Everybody has a color. Anyway, that's just a pet pee of mine. Let's see. CNN State of the Union host Dana Bash spoke to a panel on her show about a recent report from the New York Times. Trump leads in five critical states as voters blast Biden. Uh, Siena poll finds. The report included polling that claimed black voters long a stalwart for Democrats and for Mr. Biden are now registering 22% support in these states for Mr. Trump, a level unseen in presidential politics for a Republican in modern times. It should be no less than 50% should be about 75%. Uh, the idea of voting a straight Democrat line, I, I've spoken on this many times, and I guess I will speak on it many more times because black folks are supposed to be robots. We're not supposed to think. We're not supposed to uh, use common sense or logic. We're supposed to just see that Democratic D and vote for it. We're supposed to say Republicans, independence, anybody else is racist or xenophobic or whatever, but we're supposed to just vote for Democrats. Why? Why should I vote for a Democrat just because they're a Democrat? It's like I'm going to go to a store because a Democrat owns it and I'm going to buy my stuff there. It's stupid. Your vote is supposed to reflect, number one, your values. And number two, you're supposed to use your mind, your intellect, and your God-giving values to vote. I tell people all the time, I'm not trying to solicit them voting for the Democrat Party as a, I mean, or the Republican Party. But as a Christian, and I'm not talking about being a Sino. Christian in name only. I'm talking about a Bible-believing disciple of Jesus Christ that I have a right, a responsibility, and a duty to vote biblical values. So whatever politician, whatever uh, organization, whatever political group lines up closest to a biblical worldview, that's where I would vote. I've said it before and I'll say it again. If politician A has um, economic plans that are that make great sense, that I think will put a lot of money in my pocket, but unfortunately, politician A is pro-abortion, uh, killing babies in a womb. He's against marriage and, and from a biblical perspective, Marriage is between one man and one woman. This same sex stuff and all this other crap is not marriage. He's for uh, 
mutilating children, this transgender nonsense. But he has great economic plan. I wouldn't vote for him. I couldn't vote for him. If, you know, politician B had a biblical worldview as much as possible. But he was against transgenderism. He was against mutilating kids. He was against uh, killing babies in the womb. And he believed that marriage is between one man and one woman. I'm voting for B every time. It's not even a question. It's not even a forethought. Because I look at uh, where I get my money or what politician makes plans or what job. I, work. I look at all these things as secondary to the will of God. I look at the will of God first, and I look for God to be my source. Other things are resources. I look to please the Almighty and to live as close as I can the way he wants me to. And from what I can see, the Democrat Party is so far away from the, the things of the Bible, uh, there's no need in me even thinking about them. Let me get on with Miss Crockett, see what she had to say about black people in general. And she's not just talking about black Republicans or black Democrats. She's talking about black people. Uh, Bash addressed Crockett and read an excerpt from the report. In a remarkable sign of a gradual racial realignment between the two parties, the more diverse these pages here and there's a picture of the lovely uh, Miss Crockett the swing state the father Mr. Biden was behind and he led only in the whitest of the six I don't know what that's supposed to be like the whitest of the six what does that mean uh there's more white folks than black folks or other color folks. That would seem kind of strange. I mean, the Democrats are supposed to be all for minorities. <clears throat> Therefore, white folks, you know, beating themselves up, talking about how racist they are. Anyway, it's really scary for me, Crockett replied, before going on to explain why she thinks this shift appears to be happening. Um, here's the deal. Perception is reality. And so when you look at the data that was provided in this poll, it talks about how people feel. It is all about how you feel in that moment, she said. While the facts may not align with their feelings, their feelings are dictating their reality. And their reality is that they feel better or they felt better when Trump was in office. Hmm. Let me, let me, let me, let me digest this a little bit. And I, I could be biased because I definitely felt better when Trump was in office. But I didn't feel better when Trump was in office just because Trump was in office. 
I felt better because his economic view was good. We had the greatest economy in my lifetime, but that wasn't even why I felt as good. Uh, Trump stood up for um, the unborn. He supported keeping babies alive. And let us not misunderstand something, uh, Representative Crockett. Black people make up like 13% of the population. That's male and female. So we're going to say female. We could say, what, six, six and a half percent. But black people make up over 35% of the abortions. Now, we're, we're not even 25% of the population, but make a third of the deaths of the unborn. In places like New York City, in many years, there's more black folks, uh, babies that were aborted than born. And Democrats love to talk about how they are for um, killing babies in the womb. They make no apologies for it. They, they, they call it a different term. Uh, we are for women's rights or a woman's right to choose. They should say we are for a woman's right to choose a killer kid. But they don't say that. So the perception, the man stood for um, babies in the womb um, and he had a great economic plan. And now he's talking about <clears throat> trying to make a national bill where you can't mutilate kids. You know, I understand, it's my understanding that the, a child's frontal lobe in their brain isn't matured until they're, what, 21, 25? And we got a society now where they want to have seven-year-olds make decisions on mutilating themselves, castrating little boys, and doing double mastectomies on girls because they think that they are of the opposite sex, while they may very well be getting coached into that. And we have states and, and people that are lined up for the governor of California, Newsom, this monster who very well may end up running for president, he made a law or signed into law with that crazy legislature in California. They have this super majority Democrat legislature. They don't need uh, any Republicans and they can tell Republicans to go take a flying leap. But at any rate, they made a law where a child could leave another state and come to California, a minor, when I say a child, by themselves or with a parent that doesn't even have legal custody of that child. And they will give this person sanctuary status and let them mutilate themselves in the state of California and say, screw the laws in this other state that is against it, that wants the child to come home and live. So perception and reality. The reality is that the Democrat Party is crazier in hell right now. That's not a perception. And the reality is, is inflation is through the roof. Last time I bought gas, I think it was like, I don't know, 385. It went down a little bit. 
but that, but it was a dollar ninety nine cents a gallon when Trump was in office, and it went up more than twice as high. And Joe uh, took the strategic returns. He 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 gave that away, and then gave some to China, and now he's begging the Arabs uh, for more gas when and, and stopping the pumping here. Food is prices are high. Everything is high. So perception, then reality. I don't know what this woman is talking about, the reality. The reality is things are bad. The economy is not good. Crockett added that Democrats have been trying to push back against this, even as some very popular African-American artists out there saying things like, oh, I got checks when Trump was in office. I want those checks again not understanding that that really came from Congress. That's a sleight of hand, folks. That's a flim-flam job. Think about what she just said. Very popular African-American artists. We're talking about probably recording artists, um, who knows, movie stars or whatnot. These folks ain't waiting on some stupid uh, government check. Ah, waiting on that. You know, some stimulus, some stimulus. They give you a $600 check, but on the back end, it's going to cost you like uh, $3,000, you know, which you don't even know, but you're getting sucked through it through inflation. And then she's going to talk about but that comes through Congress. No, these, these so-called artists, they realize that when the economy goes down, their revenue goes down from their records or their concerts and things like that. Or if the states are taxing the hell out of them because things are bad, then they'll move someplace else. Or if the federal government is taxing the hell out of them. But she's hoping that people don't catch what she said. Artists is looking for a government check. Give me a popular American artist. So we have got a couple of things. The perception issue. And then we also have an issue as it relates to civics in this country. And people not understanding exactly how any of this works, she concluded. I understand how it works. I understand civics perfectly well. And the problem with civics exists. Many of these states don't teach it anymore. Many kids have no idea that we have three branches of government in the federal system or the local system. We have a judicial, legislative, and executive branch that is running the country. And the fact of it is the teachers union has been run by uh, Democrats. The Democrats and the teachers union, they're in bed together. They're locked like this. So if this woman's got a problem with the fact that people may not know civics, she should speak up and say what it's about. The Democrats, they run the educational system, but they don't want you to know civics. That's what the truth is, folks. And she don't either. She wants to sit over here and flim flam, folks. Because see, if people really understood, and I'm talking about youth, the children, 
that are in school. So when they get out of school, they'll be a functioning member of society being uh, able to think and process information and make an educated decision. She is in favor, I believe, of the processes going on in many schools now where instead of teaching you how to think, they're trying to teach you what to think. They're going to program you to think the same-sex marriage is fine, that mutilating your body is fine, that the Democrat Party is the party to go to, and that anything else is anathema to your life. Because if people understood how government functions, then they will know what they need to do to make a change instead of just sitting around, listening to the same crap, voting for the same people. And I got, like I said, there's hope. We're not through yet, but there's some hope. So this woman don't care nothing about civics. And then she wants to insult black people that know. Oh, <laughs> you know, what she said. As footage of Crockett's statement shot across the internet, commentators condemned her rhetoric on social media. Well, they should. And you know what? It took a long time. I, I'm going to show you the clip of what she said when I get through reading this article. I had a hard time finding this clip through the normal channels. I couldn't find it on YouTube. I couldn't even find it on Rumble. I couldn't find it anywhere. I had to go to the Republican Research um, website, Twitter feed, to get it. Voters are, this is what somebody says that she's implying, voters are too stupid and they don't understand they're better. It's probably not a great campaign message for Democrats, the Federalist editor-in-chief Molly Hemingway said. The utter disdain these elitist lawmakers have for their own constituents is really mind-blowing, a commentator Joe Concha wrote. Where does she get such a sense of superiority, journalist Miranda Devine wrote. She got it from people like Joe. If you don't know the difference between me and Trump, you ain't black. And no pushback from the Democrat Party. All the black gatekeepers say, vote for Uncle Joe. Like Spike Lee, oh, you know Uncle Joe. Yeah, see, they don't want they don't want us to think for ourselves. We're supposed to vote that straight Democrat line. Then you get the people that call, oh, you know, you ain't nothing but a Tom, a coon, a sellout. No, you guys that keep voting for the Democrat Party as they keep crushing black Americans are the sellouts. Pre-Obama Democrats stock response to dropping numbers in a demographic way. We'll go and listen and try to earn that support, columnist David Marcus wrote. Today it is, they are wrong and somewhat ignorant. We'll show them why we are smart and right. Imagine being this dismissive of your voters. Democrats seem to think uh, the people who they need to elect them are all stupid and incapable of understanding what's actually happening. Radio personality Mike Opekla wrote, of course they do. 
These are the same folks that said voter ID is racist. You know, the same folks that sit over there and say that, that I mean, you know, that's another way of saying black folks are too stupid to get ID. Although you have to have ID to get on a dadgum airplane, to go to the bank and cash a check. You know, you have to have ID. You know, there's a lot of things. You, you have to have ID to drive a car. But they want to sit over here and tell you that voter ID is racist. And I and I say it time and time again, if black folks are only 13% of the population, why in God's name would you not want everybody to have to prove who they are when they vote? Because if they don't have to prove who they are, your vote's the one that gets nullified. You have the smallest voting block. So if they bring in a two to five or 10 million illegal aliens <coughs> and let them folks start voting, but they don't have to show ID, they just vote you out of existence. You don't matter. <sighs> oh, really? Fox News host Lawrence Jones um, the third wrote. See, these are people that understand. Here he is, the commander-in-chief, Joe, the guy who said about Obama, this is the first clean, articulate black man. You know, I'm older than Obama. I, I think that I'm somewhat articulate, and I bathe every day. And I know there's a lot of other people who do, too. The same man that said he didn't want his children growing up in a racial jungle. The same man that made the 90s crime bill that put thousands of black folks in jail. And we're supposed to believe that, oh, he cares about us. Then we, then we, the guy that, who was that? The Carly B, the, the, the WAP woman interviewed. I mean, think about it. He... Before he got elected, he he had an interview with this woman who made <coughs> excuse me, record of the year. And this record of the year was called WAP WAP. And it's you know, initials for wet blank blank. If you don't know what it means, wet. Uh, let's see, your rear end and the front end of a woman. It, it was sick enough that that so-called song was song of the year. But it's even sicker that this is how you're going to try to entice or ingrate yourself to black people? What are we? A bunch of immoral, lustful, uh, illiterate, sex-crazed creatures? People got to think past the nonsense. It's just like Kamala, the woman, uh, the vice president. I remember they were the, the breakfast club, the, the joker who let uh, Biden tell him um, that you ain't black. You know the difference between me and Trump. What's his name? 
Charlemagne God or whatever the heck he's called himself. Talk about, well, I'm not voting for him, but you got to have a, a, a woman of color. He's just as stupid as the rest of these folks. So we're supposed to vote for this guy because he picked a woman whose pigmentation was a little darker than white folks. A woman has said that in the black communities, they ain't got no kinkos. Implying that number one, we can't get make a photocopy and we don't have the access or the means to get there. The woman who's uh what a mother is of Indian, you know, I'm talking about Asia, I ain't talking about North American. And father was uh what Jamaican. The woman who was Willie Brown's mistress, that's second in line. So we're supposed to vote because of that. Or we were supposed to vote the last time. I don't know what their what this thing is now. But let's continue with this. Many commentators, especially black conservatives, scorch Crockett for appearing to undermine black voters' ability to grasp politics. Yeah, we're supposed to be stupid. In other words, according to Democrat Jasmine Crockett, blacks are too stupid to understand how much better they are under Biden. Conservative commentator and former 2024 presidential hopeful Larry Elder wrote, not too bigoted. If Trump said this, Democrats would be drawing up another article of impeachment. Once again, telling the black community that we are not intelligent enough to see what's going on and understand it. Former Republican congressional nominee Jeffrey A. Dove wrote, <clears throat> Democrats, blacks are too emotional to think clearly. Smart pitch, hot air editor, associate editor David Storm wrote sarcastically. Yeah. That pretty much sums it up. That pretty much sums it up, folks. Now, I want you to listen to it yourself. Listen to what this woman said. Listen to how she belittled black people. Here's the deal. Perception is reality. And so when you look at the data that was provided in this poll, it talks about how people feel. And when people decide whether they're going to the poll or whether they're not going to, to the poll, it's all about how you feel in that moment. And so while the facts may not align with their feelings, their feelings are dictating their reality. Their reality is that they said that they feel better or they felt better when Trump was in office. But we've been trying to push back. We've got some very popular African-American artists that are out here saying things like, oh, I got checks when Trump was in office. I want those checks again, not understanding that that really came from Congress. Mm. So we've got a couple of things, the perception issue. And then we also have an issue as it relates to civics in this country and people not understanding exactly how any of this. Now, if anybody just tuned in after this thing, uh, finishes 
go back to the beginning. I did a whole breakdown on that one minute segment that she said because she was really, I mean, um, saying a lot in a small amount of time, talking about how stupid black people are. But I, like I said before, things are changing. There are many black folks who are starting to understand things. They're starting to see that uh, maybe I shouldn't be voting this straight Democrat line. And Chicagoans are really starting to understand something. Now, I'm going to show you a little clip on this alderman. I guess that's what they call a councilman in Chicago. <clears throat> I spliced this a little bit because I made it into a reel. This guy, just to tell you about some of the things that I left out, he's he's talking about he wants the people of Chicago to vote on whether they want to be a sanctuary city or not. But the part I left out was, for the sake of the reel, he wanted a non-binding vote. And to me, it's like, why? I mean, if you're really interested in what the people say, and you're supposed to be a representative of the people, and if you want to put it up to a vote, it should be binding. You shouldn't have uh, <clears throat> the legislator of the city put through some kind of thing on the next election cycle so people can vote to say, oh, we don't want it. And then you can say, well, it wasn't binding. And I guess if they really want it, maybe we need to put it up two years down the road again. I mean, that's dumb. But this man is at least exposing the fact that Trump was right. Trump was right about the wall. And the news media and the Democrat Party were wrong. And now that we've been flooded, Chicagoans are getting killed. So I'm going to show you something. First, let's look at this guy and see what he had to say. We have other democratic cities, Denver, California, LA, sending their people to Chicago, New York. They're sending their migrants to Chicago. Why? Because they saying we can't take anymore. Now we don't even know the people who are coming to Chicago. The people that are coming here, we don't know if they have criminal backgrounds. We don't know if they're child molesters. We don't know if they're murderers. We don't know, we don't know anything concrete about the people coming here. Now, when you look at what's happening, Venezuela are emptying their jails and telling them to walk to the border. So they're coming to Chicago. We already have enough crime here in the city of Chicago. Trump was right about the wall. Even Democrats can see that. They're starting to feel the heat. This guy acknowledges the fact. You got Venezuela. You, you don't know if they're murderers. You don't know if they're child molesters. You don't know what these people are. And Chicago certainly has enough crime. There is absolutely no doubt about it i don't know what about 500 people and already got murdered this year it, it, it's ridiculous 
you know, and the and the citizens have been taking it on the chin, and they're sick of it, and that's good. And the question is, are they sick enough? That's the question. You got to be sick enough that we're not putting up with this crap no more. We we have to take control. And the problem is, for a long time, Democrats, black Democrats, they keep voting for the same thing, hoping for a change, and nothing changes. And then they, you know, they had that big old thing. They should have learned when they voted for Obama, Mr. Hope and Change, because nothing changed, and there wasn't no hope when he left office. Well, they didn't think it was hope, but Trump came in there and made everything work. Even while he was being fought with by Democrats and with rhinos, Republicans in name only. So then we got Joe back. And all we got is problems. Now, I'm going to show you another series of clips from another council meeting in Chicago. This alderman, I'm going to stop about five minutes in or four minutes in, let you hear him present his spiel. It's classic. He went on for a half an hour, but I'm not going to play the half an hour. I want you to hear the response that he got. But he he did a masterful job of blaming everybody that wasn't a Democrat on what's going on. Or if he blamed Democrats, he didn't say it. But it's Trump's fault, the government's fault, the federal. But some of these people have finally had enough and they're starting to bite back so let's check this out i'll just go to this very uh, quickly um the challenges that we're hold on easy 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 so so here we go so here we go Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. Look at that. That was a technique to gain control of the crowd. I mean, it was like, I don't know what you call it, but I've seen stuff like that happen in churches and stuff where these preachers are trying to control the crowd or get them to think a certain way. This guy is slick. Check him out. It's going to work out. What's happening in Chicago right now in the migrant crisis? We're looking at warehouses being used, police stations, schools, libraries, all of these different places. I want to give you a little bit of a background on how do we get to this point and where the federal government is and what's happening in Chicago. So this will be a deep dive. I'm not a flyby, and I can sit here and talk with you all night long. So this is what you got me here for, so I'm available. I'm not running. Okay. He's really stepping into it. He's really, he has his game plan, but I don't think he was ready for what was going to happen. Where are the migrants coming from in this wave? The migrants in large part are coming from Venezuela. 
What's happened in Venezuela? The United States, after the President Hugo Chavez came to power almost 15 years ago, he has since uh, has died. Um, he was a socialist and was doing a lot of economic reforms. There was a backlash against his government by the United States. So we started uh, doing an embargo, blocking his oil sales. Then from there, we started the sanctions under the Trump administration. So what's happened in the last 15 years in Venezuela is they've had the equivalent of three great depressions. <clears throat> now listen to what he just said. Number one, he said Venezuela and Hugo Chavez came. He was a socialist. He didn't say anything negative about socialism. Socialism has never worked anywhere. It's always Venezuela was the richest country in Latin America. Their oil reserves are over the chain. I mean, off the chain, you know, but he, number one, didn't say anything about the, the ramifications of socialism. Number two, then he went on and started blaming America. And then he specifically names Trump, but he says, we put this embargo and all this stuff in 15 years ago, so we're going to go back 15 years. We're before Trump. We're in Obama. But he doesn't talk about that. This is the sleight of hand, folks. It's America's fault while we're dealing with these migrants. And I don't even call them migrants. They're illegal aliens. You got to watch these people. These, <clears throat> these politicians, they come in with their... PowerPoints and all this crap, their, their, their slick speech, they're prepared. They want to flim-flam you, you know, basically they want to screw you over and try to make you feel good about it. Let me start. NPR report from August of last year to December of this year, they will spend $252 million on the migrants, $252 million. 17,000 17, migrants come into this city, and just in Chicago. If we just break that in half and they become families, you got 8,500 families. Hispanics have 3.5 children. I'm submitting to you, in one generation, just one generation, the black vote will be null. They will have an additional 24,000 people on the voting rolls along with the Hispanic population already here. This guy, <laughs> he's talking about the dynamics of this flood of people coming in here. That politician and all those Democrats in Washington, they know what he's talking about is true. You know, these, these people are, look, if you've been making $10 a day, maybe, and you can come to America and make, seven to ten dollars an hour you're gonna come and the government's gonna take you get you here because the the politicians they want these folks and they want them to be that voting block to keep them in power you know if you have the power money will follow they don't give a rat's butt about uh, uh what's going to happen to those black people there or anybody there it's about getting the, the voting power but this guy can see through it they're playing chess, and you all are playing checkers. You are damning our youth, our next generation, to poverty by you all doing these political speeches. One generation, our youth, our vote will be null in all these six sanctuary cities. And what are you going to do about that?
Thank you very much. Um, the first thing we have to do is to make sure that those that are coming here unlawfully stop. I don't have anything to do with persons' reproduction levels. If people want to have more children, you certainly can. Second part is two-thirds of our hemisphere you know speak Spanish. They're not Americans in general. So there's a natural balance of people that are non-English speaking in our own hemisphere that can walk up here all the time. The third part that we have to be very much concerned about is we can't lose our land and be moved off of it because of government policy. I am focused on the housing Slim issues plan. because the housing and the jobs is what keeps us as residents of this district and in the residents of the Illinois. The first stat I threw out to you was 200,000 people, African-Americans have moved off our land in the first two decades. That's a federal issue. That's why I work with Congresswoman Maxine, Maxine Waters. Waters. That's why we've introduced with the Congressional Black Caucus to have Slim additional funding to make sure nothing. we have housing. I can't hear you, sir. Watch this. What'd he say? He can't hear what? I'm sorry, he didn't hear me this or what? This is gonna be great. Watch this, what's gonna happen. Oh. I'm sorry, I can't hear you, sir. Sir, if you could come back, if you can come back to the mic, because what we will do, Congressman, yep. is we will have Let's let him finish his question, then we'll get yeah. back. We have not addressed the issue. Okay, I'm you, sorry. You wait a minute. You dance all around it. Okay. You did not, you did not give any specific solutions on what you want to do. Anybody can stop okay, having no, children. Okay, no, no, thank let you. Let me Hold finish it. my brother. No, no, let, let me, me ask you. Can you help me with the solution you'd like to see me do? Surely, I can help you with the solution. I can give you real. I got. I give you one simple answer. Send them back. That's the only solution. That's it. Other than that, they will surpass <laughs> us. It is math. It's simple math. They will overtake us in numbers at the rate that they have kids. They cannot be U.S. citizens. You are dooming our next generation to subservitude. I'm telling you this. Okay. It's just simple math. I know, but That's let me share it. them back. Let me share something with you. Most of the persons that are trying, that are here right now, under the technical definition, do not qualify for asylum. I'm not concerned about the, I'm concerned about the children that they have. They will be U.S. citizens, and they will have a voting block. All we have to do now is look at the Hispanic voting block they have now. They get everything they want. Look at our communities. You should see the schools that they have as compared to the schools that our children attend. It is simple math. Count. That's all you have to do. Okay, thank you. One generation. I just want to say anyway, what the sister said, I don't give a damn about no Joe Biden. So if that lady want to pass out something about that, that's her free will. Y'all can't be forcing democracy on people. She got the right, just like you got the right to say vote for Joe Biden. I got the right as somebody who represents formerly incarcerated person to say Joe Biden and Clinton 94 crime bill created that. And we haven't recovered from that. The only asylum seekers that's perpetually discriminated against in this country by everybody is formerly incarcerated people. They have 18,000 homeless ex-cons, yet they're around here talking about public mm. safety. You don't even know what these men are. Then you let more ex-convicts -con in here in the name of migrants. But they want to tell you that it's the low, this on the state, it's on, it's on uh, the, the, them, I mean, the Republicans. All politics is local. Yeah. 
Every in this state, don't let them fool you. From the top, from, from the lieutenant governor to Tony Pragwinkle to the mayor to the police chief to the state's attorney to, to, to the aldermen to the congressperson to the state reps, all are black. You got 150 elected black positions and our communities look the way they look. And if I say something, if I say something, if it's not with my brother, he just got there. They want to legislate for us without ever bringing us at the table. I did 21 years in the prison. What they going to tell me about what we need? They ain't never spent one day in the cell. But they legislate for your nephew, cousin, and son. The furthermore, ain't no kids in here. Ain't no teenagers in here. Over 150 murdered young men from ages 16 to 24, and ain't no kids in here? That's the problem. You old people, y'all keep voting the same way, hook, line, and sinker, without ever holding them account. And the very babies go kill y'all ass. These kids are little wolves. Hey, ain't nothing else nobody saying no more important than this. Hey, hey wrap your ass. Ain't nothing nobody saying more important than this. I'm tired of y'all playing games with these. This guy is talking, you know, he's a little rough, but like he said, you, they got the babies killing each other. You, you're bringing all these illegals in. You're spending all this money. You ain't doing nothing. You're just playing games. He can see it. He's been 21 years in the joint, and he's more articulate than half the folks in there. These babies going to start driving y'all, but they're already doing it. They gonna kill you. I think y'all getting carjacked now. 60% unemployment rate for 18 to 24, and you got money for migrants. Hey, 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 y'all, I'm telling y'all, stop letting these people run. You already said 60% unemployment between 18 through 24 year old folks, and you got money for migrants. Black folks starting to wake up. Game being played, bro. Ain't no way. And how we got guns, no, no, no. how we got extended clips, 100 round drums, Glock 6, cocaine, heroin, and the weed, 99% of all dispensaries are owned by white men. Y'all got to be out y'all damn mind. We should be marching in Washington. We should be crushing them. They shouldn't even be allowed in our neighborhood. That's what's finna happen. The immigrants can come into this country and get a stipend, link, a free roaming board, free childcare, and some of them are getting social security. And when my ancestors were released from slavery, they got the clothes on their back, but yet they were told to be happy. So why am I and everyone in this country footing the bill for people who are non-Americans, who don't vote, who don't fight in any of our wars, who've never paid a tax? And we're told that if we say anything, we're xenophobic. Tell me why. Tell us all why. I, I want to know. I think it's wrong. I mean, it shouldn't happen. But this is a, a U.S. immigration system we have that is broken. Ah, <laughs> uh, this guy didn't know what he was in store for. These folks wasn't going for the flim flam. They've had enough of it. They're sick of it. You color it any kind of way you want to. You're letting millions of folks come in here. You ain't got no money for our community, 
but you're going to put millions of dollars down on folks that had got no business being there. And then you got these people like this, this Miss uh, Crockett talking about perception. You know, like we're so stupid that we don't realize that, golly, you know, gee, Joe Biden and Democrats, what, what we really need, this, this is what's really good for us. Well, I just pray that more people like those gentlemen in Chicago will stand up, you know, and not just in Chicago, throughout this whole country and all this nonsense and, and the flood of voting booths with people that are going to vote these Democrats out because they've proven themselves unable to govern. Well, let me put it to you this way. They've proven themselves that power and control is more important to them than the people. Their idea of governing is to let millions of folks in here and then try to eventually go with this bleeding heart mess. It's wrong for these people to be here and they can't vote. We need to let them vote while these people are here competing against Americans who need jobs. It's all a game, like the other guy said. You know, they spent $250 million in Chicago. They're spending billions of dollars in the United States of our taxpayer money taking care of illegals, making uh, fools out of people, and expecting black folks to just keep voting that straight Democrat line. Well, I tell you, black folks need to wake up and they need to let these Democrats know that them days are over. I remember last election cycle, last uh, in 20 uh, the election, when all these so-called black uh, um, gatekeepers are saying, well, the Democrat Party, they're, they're going to have to show us something. Uh, you know, they, they just can't expect us to just vote for them no more. What happened? You guys turned around and said, vote for the Democrats. And what did they show you? They showed you the same crap that they've always showed you. They didn't give a rat's butt about black folks. Nothing. Just use you abuse you, stick you up with a square pole or no grease and expect you to come back and get more. That's the Democrat Party. That's the party that cares about black people. They care about black people as much as they care about a rabid dog. This is Sam Tolley, and I'm out.